0: Hello and welcome to Dyslexia Devoted, the podcast dedicated to building awareness, understanding, and strategies to help those with dyslexia. I'm your host, Lisa Parnello, dyslexia therapist and founder of Parnello Education Services. Join me as we dive into today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode. Did you know that we often teach kids with dyslexia using nonsense words? Welcome to episode 47 of Dyslexia Devoted, and today we're talking about why we teach kids with dyslexia using those nonsense words. Before we get started, I wanted to share some other learning opportunities for both parents and educators. The first is a panel for the Neurodiversity Speaker Series called How Do We Support Our Children Living and Learning with Dyslexia? It's going to be on Zoom on May 11th, 2023 at 7pm Pacific. I will be joined on the panel by Kareem Weaver, who has done amazing work advocating for kids with dyslexia and just released the Right to Read documentary. And it will be moderated by Esti Ideralde, who is a PhD in clinical psychologist. If you'd like to attend, check out the link in the show description or on the show notes page at parnelloeducation.com forward slash episode 47. The other announcement I have is for educators. I've gotten requests to create a course for educators to learn more about dyslexia. I honestly wasn't taught hardly anything about dyslexia other than it existed in my teacher prep programs. I'm creating a course to teach educators everything I wish that I knew sooner. My brand new course is called The Educator's Guide to Dyslexia, and it'll get started this summer after all the craziness of the school year is all over. It's up for pre-sale right now at 50% off. To learn more about the course, go to parnelloeducation.com forward slash courses, Or you can also find the link right next to the dyslexia panel registration in the show notes where you're listening to this episode. Now let's talk about nonsense words. You might be wondering, what are nonsense words? They are more formally called pseudo words. They are made up words that don't have any actual meaning, but follow the expected patterns of the English language. You would never see something like X, Y, W, W, R, because that's not a pattern we would ever use to make a word in English. And, um... If you heard the crashing sound behind me, my dog is playing with a toy and he will not leave my side today. So I've tried to move him multiple times and he just keeps moving right back to me while I'm recording this podcast. So if you hear some background noise, I'm very sorry, but Logger says hello. All right, so jumping back in. So you would never see crazy spelling patterns that we would never use in English. When you have a nonsense word that you're teaching with a student, they would look just like regular words with normal patterns like FIM, F-I-M, or Bish Bash where it is something you can easily sound out but it doesn't really actually mean anything in English. Now, the big question is, why do we do this? Why would we want kids to read words that mean nothing? Well, think about it. Com, for example, c o m means nothing on its own really, but it is the first syllable in words like combination. So, and it actually really does have meaning because it's actually a word element. We'll worry about that another day. But, all by itself, we don't generally just say com. But it is quite often the beginning of words like commit or combination. So when we teach kids nonsense words, they're actually something that can quite often become very real when combined with other syllables. Now, there is another reason for this as well. Many kids with dyslexia are quite clever and have learned coping strategies such as memorization. They learn how to look like they're reading when really they're just very good at memorizing. They are really good at using context clues to figure out words that they can't really read on their own. By using nonsense words, they can't guess anymore. So to give an example of this, I'm going to share a story of a student that I work with. I'm going to call him C. And so when I work with C, I will often give him words and he can get all of the answers right on the very first try every time. Do you know what happens the second I give him a nonsense word or a really high vocabulary word he's never heard of? He completely falls apart. He has no idea how to use strategies to sound out the words. His visual memory bank of what words look like is immense. It is insane, the amount of things that child can memorize. And he has enough verbal vocabulary to use context clues to look like he knows what he's reading all the time. But for this kiddo, I have to use really hard vocabulary words or nonsense words, or he cannot apply any strategies because he has so many memorized. He doesn't need to apply a strategy. He just knows what it says because he's seen it before. Just one time, and he'll recognize it the next time. By using nonsense words and really hard vocabulary words, Then I can make sure this child is really learning how to sound out real words that he's never heard of before. So what starts as nonsense can lead to really important real words later on. By teaching with nonsense words, kids can't guess. They can't rely on those coping strategies that work so well in the lower grades and then fail them later in life. What happens as soon as you hand them a topic that they have no pictures to look at, no context clues, and no way to guess the word they don't know? Teaching kids to read nonsense words prepares them for the ability to sound out words they've never heard of before. New vocabulary that they can't guess, especially when they are reading about topics in history and science when they don't have enough background knowledge to guess and figure it out without real reading strategies. It's not like we start with nonsense words. We start with real words with real strategies that work. And then once we get them solid with those real words with a specific pattern, then we seal the deal with nonsense words to make sure they can really apply those skills when they need them on those unfamiliar words and topics. Now, you might be wondering, how long do we do this? How long do we teach them a bunch of nonsense? The answer? Only as long as we need to. Typically, this means for those first initial units when we're still trying to break the habit of guessing. It is such a horrible habit to guess words, but it was made necessary for kids who've never been taught how to really sound them out. We only use nonsense words when we are teaching a totally new pattern, such as a new vowel team that they haven't learned before, They've showed us how to do it in real words, and now we want to make sure they can keep applying it to words they haven't heard of before. These nonsense words are slowly phased out as students move into more complex spelling patterns, and we really only want them to know the correct spelling of words. We aren't really wanting them to read and write a bunch of nonsense forever. It is a temporary phase. It's just for students who are in that initial struggling reader phase when they don't really know how to use and apply strategies consistently. We only use those nonsense words for a small period of time, as we teach them the skills they need to read real words. And then we do less and less of them as we get further along. To recap our episode for today, what are nonsense words? Well, they're words that don't mean anything at all, but you can definitely sound them out using the conventional patterns of English. Why do we use them? We use them to make sure kids aren't using bad habits and coping strategies like guessing and memorizing. We use them to make sure a student is really solid in a skill before we move on to something else. How long do we do it for? Only as long as we need to. Some students that might be a little longer because there are some kids who are really good at memorizing and really good at defaulting to those strategies of guessing. So sometimes those kids need a little bit more practice with those nonsense words so that they have strategies that can work for them long term. But realistically, we phase them out. It is not something you do for a very long time. Usually you only do it when kids are in that initial phase of learning how to read and you're breaking habits that have been built up over time that they've needed to try to get by when they didn't have any other strategies that worked. All right, before you go for today, don't forget to check out the Dyslexia Speaker Panel on May 11th and the pre-sale of my brand new course for educators, An Educator's Guide to Dyslexia, both of which can be found in the show description where you're listening to this episode or on the show notes page at parnelloeducation.com forward slash episode 47. All right, friends, that's all for today. I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to learn even more about dyslexia, check out parnelloeducation.com forward slash courses. See you next time.